Well, hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. And um, as, as you might be able to tell right off the bat, uh, sounds a little different. Uh, I am going to give you a, a, my initial hot takes on the finale of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 7, In the Name of Honor. And I just watched the episode, and now I need to go to work. So um, I, I, uh, I, I'm going to have something that I almost never have when I record, is that it's a time limit. So I am just going to talk until I get to work. So you will probably hear uh, some uh, road noise and some turn signals and, and other uh, ambience. Um, and even looking at my recorder here, it looks like it's a little overthrottled, um, and it doesn't look like I can turn down the volume, so um, I would imagine this is going to sound very harsh, but hopefully the content is what you're here for. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly an episode, and it's, uh, it's certainly an um, episode of a book that's a show. Um, I, I gotta say that on the whole, reflecting on it, I'm very mixed. And I'm very mixed for a number of reasons. First of all, I, I like the episode. I, I don't, I don't want to come out swinging and say, oh, this episode sucks, or oh, I didn't like it, oh, it didn't, didn't uh, uh, do it for me. I'm, I'm not one of those folks. But I think, in like going back to our previous conversation about episodes one through four, kind of the first half of the show, a phrase that I used often is that the book of Boba Fett as a show is kind of an exercise in expectations and disappointment crossed with impatience. We've seen because of like the, the aggressively terrible hot takes on social media with each subsequent episode that it's like, oh, well, you know, it's the, the Boba Fett show sure got good once Boba Fett wasn't in it. Or, you know, oh, it's the book of everyone but Boba Fett and all those other dumb, uh, uh, dumb takes. And throughout it, I've been playing the long game. I've been patient. And, you know, we, we even talked about in our previous episode that the consensus was we're, we're excited for character growth and character development and fully buying in on the perspective that the Boba Fett character can grow and evolve from the guy we see in the movies who's just an empty suit and is just kind of like cool looking and badass and it's like, gasp, what would happen if we actually gave this dude some character from the backdrop of what does this dude do after he gets out of the Sarlacc pit? How has he changed? How has his mentality changed? And it's four episodes of that. Then it's two episodes of The Mandalorian, which I'm not going to talk about here because I'm just kind of trying to stay concise. Um... And then it all kind of builds to this action-packed finale. And the finale is action-packed. And because the show does 
the groundwork where, you know, we spend two episodes with Mando and, and his friends, you, you, um, it, it's more earned when he shows up and it feels like there's, um, uh, there, there, there's some stakes there and you kind of buy in with the conceit of what the show is, um, is doing. Um, I should also mention at this point that, you know, while this is the first place that I'm talking about this and kind of giving, uh, some scorching hot takes, this is probably not the last place. Um, I, I will talk about not just the, the back half of the book of Boba Fett, but maybe, uh, the, the show in general. I've, I've, um, had several conversations with several friends, and I, I'm sure there will be a sequel to our episode one through four discussion. So this is just kind of like a, a appetizer to just kind of want to kind of just hear me uh, uh, again, kind of give some some undercooked takes uh, before uh, maybe a more uh, thorough, insightful um, discussion. But uh, but yeah, as, as I said, very mixed and. I don't know if the Boba Fett we have at the end of the show is, I, I don't know what he is. He's not the guy from the movies. He's not the guy, or the previous movies, I mean, you know, Empire and Return of the Jedi. He's not the guy from the comic books. And he's not even the guy that in our previous episode we were talking about that he could be. That, you know, he's he's carved out a new life for himself and turned over a new leaf and has developed. Um, he's just kind of there, which in a sense is kind of on brand for Boba Fett. Um, I, I was thinking about this uh, earlier in, uh, while I was showering that, you know, um, he's Boba Fett is kind of a boob. He's uh, he's not very bright in this show, at least. He's not especially capable. Gets his butt whipped on the on on the regular, and at the end of it, he's kind of the same guy that he was in Return of the Jedi. Like he looks cool. He flies in his backpack, and he's just the dude that gets hit with the stick from a blind Han Solo. I um. I am a little disappointed in that, but I mentioned earlier that, you know, the, the show is an exercise in expectations and disappointment, and I did myself an uh, incredible disservice in that prior to the finale, uh, a couple nights ago, I don't remember when, but I went back and rewatched again that episode of Mandalorian. Um, so it's, a uh, you know, uh, season two, episode six, you know, chapter 14, colon, the tragedy where it's, you know, um, uh, Mando takes Grogu to the, the Jedi temple ruins and he communes with the force, kind of like putting up the signal flare that ultimately, uh, brings about, um, uh, Luke Skywalker to, um, uh, uh, to find him. And, and I don't know why I'm trying to recap any of this when I'm trying to be more economical. Um, oh, by the way, full spoilers. If, uh, if you hadn't put that out, that, that it'll be in the title and the show notes, but, um, but yeah, this will be full spoilers for the, uh, um, for all of book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian and whatever. I, I guess I should have said that before I started talking about Luke Skywalker, but 
Um, but anyway, so so that's the episode that I've referred to a number of times is uh, something that, as a fan of the Boba Fett character, that's a episode that capital letters meant something to me. It's Boba Fett returns in full. You you see him first in his Tuscan robes. And he just straight up murders an entire squad of stormtroopers. And it's incredibly thrilling and badass. Then he gets the armor back. And in like one of the coolest reveals that I can think of, just like I, that, that scene, that camera pan where it's the dazed stormtrooper after he's been hit by like the stun bomb and just how the camera pans up and it's this huge hero shot of Boba Fett finally back in the armor, um, smacks the, the stormtrooper across the face and then immediately like blasts him in the chest, like with this, this powerful thrusting motion. And it's just, and, and, and then it's, then it's this whole overkill scene where Boba Fett proceeds to just annihilate another full squad of stormtroopers. And it's the moment that as a Boba Fett fan that I, you know, I, I apologies for repeating myself, but I've said this a number of times in a number of places. It's the scene that teenage me always wanted, but adult me had reconciled with that it was never going to happen and I would never get it. So it's, again, it, it, it's the example of expectations being exceeded. So I, I never expected to Boba, Boba Fett to do something like that, to where it would be like, see, see, this guy was cool the whole time. Um, you know, uh, stop making fun of me for, for liking this character and being so um, interested in him. See, he is capable. See, he is badass. He, he do, quote unquote, does something or capital letters does something. So that, that episode meant a lot to me and what that meant for the character going forward. So, but shifting gears to the, the series... Um, you know, I, I was along for the ride. I, I, you know, I had an incredible amount of goodwill for it going in. It's like, well, we're doing something different. We're doing something more subtle and nuanced and I'm here for it. I want to see where this guy ends up. And, um, I think watching that episode again kind of tainted my expectations for the finale of Book of Boba Fett because, it gave me the expectation to where it's like, okay, it doesn't have to be this, it doesn't have to be that, but at the very least, can you give me a sequence that at least in some way resembles this? I mean, don't do exactly the same scene again, though I, I would have appreciated that as well, but give me that. Give me the thing to where I can figuratively or literally go back to the haters and say, see, see, you just weren't patient enough to wait for the payoff. And this episode just kind of wasn't that. It was just kind of like more of the same with the other previous episodes of Book of Boba Fett that we've seen. Now, maybe after I reflect on it and maybe watch it again, I might feel differently. I wasn't overwhelmed i wasn't underwhelmed but i was i was sufficiently whelmed 
um, so, you know, the episode uh, starts with uh, in, in the ruins of the club. I mean, R.I.P. Jennifer Beals. Uh, so that that uh, that prediction came to nothing. It's like, oh, you, you don't bring on Jennifer Beals if you're not going to do anything with the character. Well, I guess that was wrong. Um, and maybe finally we've seen the, the, the end of the Max Rebo band. Um, but judging by all of the other fictions, he, he seems to have uh, uh, cheated death more than a couple times. Uh, so maybe that little blue dude is okay along with, uh, with uh, Finger and Dan. Uh, so maybe it's, maybe it's not La Bamba. Maybe it's not the day that the music died. But um, so, yeah, so, so uh, Boba and Mando are kind of holed up, kind of, you know, um, uh, they're, they're inevitable uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. I, I like that energy for them. I, I like that uh, Mando is true to his creed. And the thing that is so apparent, and, and I, I really want to get into this with my friends and in other places, but they've done so much character work with Mando, it makes Boba Fett look so hollow and shallow. Basically, at, at a time where they've given so much character depth and development and a journey and an arc, there's nothing left for Boba Fett. Boba Fett is redundant in his own show. When he's next to Mando, all it does is illustrate how cool Mando is and how much, I, I, I'm sorry to say, how much better he is as a character than Boba Fett is. And I'm a fan. And, but basically spending those two seasons with, with Din Djarin's journey, I'm all in on the Mandalorian. And I was hoping that some of that goodwill and, and, and good writing and character work would spill over to Boba Fett. And it just hasn't, it just hasn't. Um, I, I've, I've said in a lot of places that when I was in high school, I, I remember being in a, in a smoke-filled basement with, uh, with my friends saying, like, well, well you know what would be cool is if uh, you do a Boba Fett story but have it be a Western. Um, as we discussed in, in previous episodes, Mandalorian is certainly a Western, and Book of Boba Fett is definitely a Western as well, but... This episode, the, the finale, it is unambiguously a Western. Like, all of the tropes are there. Like, you know, you've got, you know, it's, it's the Magnificent Seven. It's Rio Bravo. It's, it's Silverado. It's, it's the Wild Bunch. It's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. It's, uh, it, it's, it, it's so many of those uh, things, and I, and I love all of that about it. Um, I liked um, that. Okay, so I, I talked about how in that episode of Mandalorian that I was holding my wife's hand the whole time, like during that that sequence. This viewing was a little different in that, like, there was no hand holding, um, but it was like I was watching the action sequences with excitement but instead of squeezing her hand i i would point at the screen like like leonardo dicaprio in that meme I, it would just be like oh 
Oh! Um, so, like, even, like, you know, even when, like, the uh, X-Wing shows up, and I'm like, oh! And, and, like, am I thinking that Luke Skywalker is going to show up? Because I don't know what that scene looks like. Um, do, does Luke Skywalker face off against Boba Fett, and it's just like how Scarlet Witch faces off against... Uh, 2014's Thanos in Avengers Endgame and you know Boba Fett's all mad and Luke Skywalker be like I don't even know who you are um, is is it one of those kinds of things I, I don't know but but they seem to be avoiding that face off but um, so yeah so you, uh, you obviously the, the baby Grogu has uh, made his choice he, he likes his little chainmail onesie has forsaken the way of the Jedi for now um, and I, I love that it's R2-D2. Like, uh, uh, R2-D2 doesn't get enough to do in, uh, the, the Disney era. Like, he's barely in the sequels, and I just, I, I love that basically R2-D2 is his Uber driver, and I wonder if this is, like, a little bit of mischief. Like, you know, like, R2 and Grogu, like, snuck off. Um... I don't, I don't know if um, how much of that Luke bought off on. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so, so there's that, you see. I mean, again, I never would have guessed that Amy Sedaris would be in so much of this show. It's, it's really kind of mind-boggling. Um, at a different time, when I've got a little more time, I'll, I'll tell you about how... Um, I heard about uh, a, a um, uh, Amy Sedaris thing where she came to Seattle and did like a speaking thing. It wasn't quite a stand-up thing. It was like an evening with Amy Sedaris type of thing. And and uh, but I'll, I'll talk about that at a different time when I when I um, got more time. I, I know somebody who knows somebody who was a who was a part of that, and um, I could talk about that in more detail later. But. Um, but yeah, so you know, we, we, we see the, the return of the mods, the, the, the Quadrophenia cyborg kids, and it's it's you know it's the I, I don't know if they go into I don't know why they they spread out. It's like I, I think they were just keeping watch, waiting for the syndicate to show up. Um, but I mean, in a in a uh, very much a, a Godfather two uh, sequence, like everybody just turns on them. I, I like that sequence, and uh, um, not enough of those kids get taken out for my taste. Uh, the the thing that kind of frustrates me about all of this, it it is starting to feel very Marvel in that there is no stakes. I need to get need to see like one of like those named characters get killed off to just just to add something um Cad Bane shows up and I um I haven't talked about the return of Cad Bane yet because I, I haven't talked about episodes five and six but I love that it's Corey Burton it's not Corey Burton in the suit but I like when uh voice actors veteran voice actors are given work in mainstream projects um, kind of similar to how uh, David Kay is uh, the voice of that that Celestial in, in that Eternals movie. I mean, make that Marvel money. Make, make that Disney paper. I, I fully support that, and I love that it's Corey Burton and not just some uh, celebrity stunt cast voice actor like, like, like a Hugo Weaving or something like that. But, um, 
you know, they, uh, and this is where I get a little mixed up. So, so I think Cad Bane shows up, tells off Boba and Mando, says like, hey man, the marshal's not coming, um, so you're just kind of screwed. And I think they just kind of like wait around, waiting for the, the syndicate to show up, and then they do, and there, there's this, this huge um, uh, battle which I liked, and, and so again, so it's like when like Mando and Boba both shoot off in their jetpacks, I'm like, oh, oh! And I thought this was going to be the sequence that would match what my expectation was from that episode of The Mandalorian. And there, and there are some cool, like some cool moves, like there's a thing where like, you know, Boba Fett is jetpacking and he's like blaster rifling somebody while he's using his uh, uh, knee pad rockets. And so, so there's like a lot of cool combo stuff. There's a, there, there's a couple of cool sequences of Mando and Boba Fett fighting back to back and like covering each other. And um, so, so there's a lot of cool stuff there, but reflecting on it, there, there isn't anything that, that quite rose to that, that level. And I don't want to make a, a crass example of, uh, of how that made me excited, uh, but it, it, just, it just didn't quite get me there. It was, it was cool, it was awesome, but not, it, it still wasn't comparable to that, um, to that sequence uh, from, um, uh, from Mando when, when Boba Fett is taking out all those stormtroopers. Uh, but then like the reinforcements come, the people of Freetown have decided to uh, rally um, anyhow. And, um, and so the battle is joined, everybody's together, and it's just all out war, and it's, and it's very action-packed, it's very exciting, but I think, I guess I'll talk about this before the, the, uh, the, um, duel with Cad Bane, because I, I guess in, in a world of expectations and disappointment, I, let me tell you what I thought I wanted this episode to be. I wanted that Stormtrooper sequence turned up to 11. I wanted, like, the next evolution of that. And, again, I still had flashes of that when uh, Fett faces off against Cad Bane, and you can see he's got the Tuscan gaffy stick uh, slung over his shoulder. So that, that's obviously going to come into play. But the thing that I wanted, the thing that I expected, and the thing that I didn't get was Boba Fett unleashed. I wanted to see full Berserker range. I, I was reminded of a... a um, so those X-Men movies, right? So you have Wolverine, he shows up in the first X-Men movie, doesn't do a whole lot. But then in X-Men 2, you get that sequence where it's the raid on the mansion and you see Wolverine in berserker mode for the first time ever on film. And it's glorious. And then later on, some 17 years later, the, the culmination is you get to see um, R-rated Wolverine Berserker Rage in Logan. Now, I'm not saying I wanted R-rated violence, but what I wanted to see, especially once I saw how the plot was um, developing, 
after the the allies or the the other crime families decide to betray Boba Fett and his allies. What I wanted to see was uh, they're on the ropes. You know, like, you know, ha half of the mod kids are dead. Half of the Freetown folks are dead. Mando's down. Black K is down. And, uh, you know, and Finnick's down. And it's just up to Boba Fett. You know, it's like, and he's, you know, got some, like, dings and blaster marks on his uh, armor already. And he... Um, I'm like doing a Patton Oswald thing, but like, no, he, he, uh, um, you know, pulls the, the gaffy stick and he just, you know, it's like a shot from like his back and he's holding the stick and you zoom in and it's just his fist tightening around the stick. And then it's just this several minute sequence of Boba Fett just laying waste to everybody it's everybody versus boba fett throw some stormtroopers in there you know all these pike syndicate folks and it's it's like the the next level uh next evolution of what that sequence was from mandalorian but where he's using all of his all of his weapons all of his armor and the gaffy stick so he's like swinging it around while he's blastering somebody while he's shooting missiles from his uh gauntlets while he's flamethrowing somebody just doing like the this massive combo attack that at the end of it there's just like all of these um uh dead bodies around and, you know, and, and he's just spent because he's just berserker raged, killed everybody. And, you know, to where it's like, that's Boba fucking Fett. You know, that, that kind of thing where it gives you that, that same supercharged feeling. And then, and then Cad Bane shows up. And then Cad Bane is like, you know, turn around and face me show you know show me your face boba fett looks over his shoulder with the helmet on and says this is my face and then turns around and they have a gun duel and then that i guess that could still proceed the same way but um i don't know are, are we trying to show that cad bane is a better boba fett than boba fett is i i i don't i don't know if i entirely understand uh, I don't know. Are, are we just trying to show that that Cad Bane is the ultimate bounty hunter? Which is fine. If that was the case, then where was he during The Empire Strikes Back? You know, it's like Darth Vader like gathers all these cool bounty hunters, except for Cad Bane, who I guess was busy that day, I guess. I don't know. It just it, it recontextualizes Cad Bane in a weird kind of way. Um, I do like, again... One of the things I like about the the um, Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett is that it 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 makes the prequel stuff relevant without being cheeky. You know, it's like you know, it makes battle droids legit scary when they're when they're murdering uh, Din Djarin's family in a, in a, in that flashback, and you know, um, all of the other stuff in episodes five and six of Book of Boba Fett, including the inclusion of Cad Bane. 
Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm cool with, with all that, but I don't know what the end game is. Is like, do, is it to illustrate that Cad Bane is the ultimate of the ultimate, and then when Boba Fett eventually defeats him, that that means something? Is, is does that mean he's, he's the best now? But he. You know, he, he's he's turned over this new leaf. He wants to be this benevolent ruler. And I don't think he wants to be the ruler. He doesn't want to be the boss. He like I don't know, he just he just wants to be this different guy. It's it it's it's still very unclear. So I'm gonna to try to wrap up because I've I've actually just arrived in the uh, parking garage at my work, but there but there are um, a few other things I want to touch on, you know. So um, obviously you have uh, the the payoff in, in a in an episode where I'm saying there isn't a lot of payoff. You do get the payoff of the rancor, and what what a terrific sequence. I mean, so like uh, we're we're watching it, and Lucky's like Godzilla. And I like that they present the Rancor basically like as a monster movie, as a Toho monster. I mean, including with like his roar and the reveal. Um, I was unclear um, or at least uneasy with it looked like they were trying to set up the Rancor for a uh, King Kong ending. Like when he's climbing the tower there, it's like, what was, uh, you know, what was it his love of Boba Fett that the, the bond that they shared, uh, that, that that's going to cause his undoing. It's, I, I was very, very unclear. Um, I haven't talked about toys a lot and I'm not going to dwell on it, but th this is something that popped into my head. One, they, um, Hasbro, through their HasLab platform, tried to uh, crowdfund a Black Series 6-inch scale uh, Rancor monster for Return of the Jedi. That, that campaign failed. It did not fund. And there was some buzz early on, like when you first see Danny Trejo and the Rancor, that it's like, oh, well, they, they just didn't... <laughs> I mean, maybe you don't do a crowdfunder with, like, two other... Uh, campaigns going at the same time, you know, that being the Sky Striker for G.I. Joe and, and the Proton Pack for Ghostbusters. Uh, but anyway, it, it's just like the timing was stupid and it was even more stupid in context with what we were going to see in Book of Boba Fett. Why not wait for Book of Boba Fett to launch and then launch the uh, HasLab Rancor campaign? I bet you it, it would have funded but whatever. Um, but one of the things, one of the criticisms of that crowdfunder project was that it was too expensive. Now, I don't want to get into the muck of what, uh, of the HasLab project or the HasLab platform crowdfunding for multi-billion dollar uh, companies. I'm not going to sort that out here. But what I will say is if, Hasbro doesn't do another uh, crack at the Rancor crowdfunder. Um, I think kind of like a troll move. I don't know who it's trolling against. Again, this is half-baked takes. But 
do a scaled down version because Boba Fett's Rancor is like it's a baby Rancor. It's not it's not fully grown. It's not the size of the one that we see in Return of the Jedi and not the size the one that the HasLab Rancor would have been. You do a scaled down Rancor and you that's where you include the six inch Star Wars Black Series uh, book of Boba Fett action figure, which has not been released yet. Like so for all of the dumb pre-orders that version, the Book of Boba Fett version with, with that version of the armor has not been revealed in six inch scale. And I wonder if they're waiting to do it as a pack in with a smaller scaled Rancor. I tell you what, if they put that out, Hasbro does, if they, if they do a scaled down uh, Rancor monster with a six inch Book of Boba Fett um, action figure, I will buy it. And you do it at like, I don't know, like the $200 level, the $300 level. I, I don't, I don't really know what, what, what the market bears for that because I think the HasLab was like $399 and people were saying it was too expensive. So I don't know, maybe like $199, maybe that's the sweet spot for that. But I would buy that because having that on display, the Rancor Monster with Boba Fett on top that that was cool imagery seeing boba fett riding the rancor like we knew he was going to um so that that was really cool paid off i really really like that but um um it reminds me that during that sequence that finnick just disappears um and i'm just like well where's finnick and then we find out you know it's uh you know wrapping up the episode you know uh all the pikes are murdered and, uh, you know, the townsfolk have won. You know, Boba Fett and his allies have liberated uh, Mos Espa um, and have defeated the Pike Syndicate. Meanwhile, uh, Finnick goes to Mos Eisley. And again, I don't know the geographical uh, difference, but like apparently she, she takes off and just um, assassinates everybody, which I think is cool, but I... I I don't know. I, I, I would think that some of those kills belong to Boba Fett. Because, like, you know, Boba got played in that the um, the Pikes framed the Nikto speeder bike gang for murdering all the Tuscans. And there's really no payoff for that. Um, and again, Boba Fett's kind of a dummy. And so, I mean, I do like that Fennec has agency in that, like, you know, she lives up to her name, Master Assassin Fennec Shand. So I do like that. But I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just um, that I, I, I don't know the feeling that I don't know what my expectation was, but I know I didn't quite get it. So um, uh, Mando parts ways. He, um, you know, he, he and Grogu go off to, uh, you know, have adventures, presumably in Mandalorian season three. And it's, you know, it's, you, you get a series of codas. It's almost kind of like, uh, the Lord of the Rings in that, like you get multiple endings. Um, you get Finnick and Boba walking through the, the town, which I'm very mixed on. I like on one hand, I think it's nice, but it, it shows that, that, Again, that Boba Fett is a changed man. He's he's a benevolent ruler. He he's a man of the people, I guess. Why does he want to be a man of the people? Why does he care about these people? 
Um, I, I was kind of hoping that like something related to the Tuscans would come back. Maybe like there would be another wave of reinforcements and it would be like other tribes of Tuscans that knew those Tuscans that were friends with Boba Fett. You know, because like if there's been some time where Boba Fett has been training with the Rancor, I, I don't know. I, I don't. It, it's odd how time passes in in this show in this narrative. I don't. I don't know exactly. I, I don't know. But I like that 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 ending kind of felt weird. And that like you know, um, uh, uh, Chris and Tan is still there uh, for for some reason. I don't know. Is he on retainer? Um, R.I.P. the Gamorrean guards. You know, they they just get killed. Um, but anyway, it was, it was just kind of like a weird um, ending, and then it ends not with Boba Fett, but with Mando and Grogu, and I love that sequence. I I mean, I was laughing. I mean, I just love it. Just just little dude up in the bubble with with the ball, the the the, the gear shift knob from from Razorcrest. Just it's like go again, go again. I just I just love that Din Djarin is just a good dad. I just, I love that story for him. Um, I just, I, I, and I hope Mandalorian in season three is just the two of them going off on adventures together. And it's, and you know, it, it just being wholesome. I, I just want like a wholesome slice of life uh, uh, story. Maybe, maybe like um, uh, Mando and Grogu can go to like a, a drive-in movie theater or something like that. You know, just some like real wholesome uh, slice of, slice of life stuff. Um, but then you get to the, um, uh, post-credit scene and it's, um, oh no, no, uh, Marshall Cobb ain't, is, is, uh, you know, Cobb Vanth, he's in the, in the back to tank. Cause you know, Boba Fett says something about like, oh, well, you know, the tank's in use and the, the presumption is that Black K is in there, but then you see him in the, in the town square later eating on some fruit or whatever. Um, and yeah, it's revealed that, um, Cobb Vanth, uh, apparently survived, um, which duh, I mean, he got like shot in the shoulder. I don't, I don't think, I mean, I thought the bigger reveal is that he wasn't there with the town folk. It's like, oh shit, they, they did done kill him off. Wow, that's brave um, and unexpected and exciting, but not surprising because apparently uh, they're they're doing a a revival series of Justified. So it seems like you know Timothy Oliphant could do like one episode, but that's it. But regardless, he's in the tank, and then uh, Thundercats Ho uh, Thundercat returns as the uh, as the mod artist, and uh, so apparently. Marshall Cobb is going to get healed and he's going to become a cyborg. And I, I don't even know what to think about that. I, I, is that exciting? Is that cool? It's like, do I want to see Cobb Vanth as a, as a cyborg? I mean, I guess kind of, sort of, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I and, uh, it's it's just kind of whatever. Like I, I, for some reason, I was really off put that the show ends. The, the book of Boba Fett ends with Mando and does and not with Boba Fett. I don't know. I did like that they changed the song, though. You know, where it's like, I, I don't know if you, if you caught it, but it's like, you know, it is explicitly, um, 
explicitly, instricably, no, explicitly, it has lyrics that say Boba and Fett. It's like, you know, a lot of like Boba, 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 hey, you know, it's it's a real na, 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 na Batman situation, uh, Batman 66. So I, I like that they recontextualized it, did a new version and that and that it's uh boba 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 fat <laughs> and it's just the the screaming of the fat i just it made me very happy so overall there was a lot i was ha happy with there there's less that i'm unhappy with but i i i'll confess that i felt very mixed my feeling on this episode and therefore the series as a, as a whole is very mixed um I don't really know what this is, you know, what, what, it, what this show is trying to say, and I don't know what this means for the Boba Fett character going forward. Um, I, I also think that this is, is Disney trying to um, reclaim or rehabilitate or neuter uh, their, their villains and recontextualize them as antiheroes. This is the same studio that put out a Cruella movie. You know, th this is the same studio that put out not one, but two uh, Maleficent movies. And both of those characters are, are unambiguously villains of the movies that they came from. At least Boba Fett always had like shades of gray being a bounty hunter. It's not like he's Darth Vader or something. So I don't, I don't know what they're playing at other than trying to make Boba Fett soft and cuddly and to where they could sell even more merchandise, which doesn't make any sense to me because they're already selling tons of Boba Fett merchandise. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the long-term plans are. I don't know what the game is. I, I'm very puzzled and I'm very, um, I, I'm just I, I'm just more confused and mixed more than anything. So hopefully in future episodes when I talk to some of my friends about all of this and on other shows, um, maybe I can have some of this sorted out for me. But that that's kind of that's kind of where I'm sitting for right now, and um, I need to get to work. So I need to wrap this up. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Uh, again, um, uh, pardon the the audio quality. Um, hopefully this sounds okay for you. Uh, but thanks for hanging out. And if you want to listen to any of my past shows, you can uh, subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, and sound off. Uh, you know, let me know what you think. Follow me on social medias on on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mike Cybert Radio, and you can be a Mike Cybertronian and join the uh, the MSRP Fans and Friends Facebook group uh, where uh, we can um, hang out there as well. Um, so for, uh, for the Book of Boba Fett, as we close the Book of Boba Fett, uh, my name is Mike, and until next time, uh, make good choices. Yeah.